Welcome back to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Renzigpen, always excited to be with you. Listen, this year, this year, this year, I don't know what you guys were looking forward to for all that the year is bringing, but I just kind of had a different concept of what this was like a choose your own adventure year for me because 2021 was taken over by a tumor and things. We don't need to get into that, but it was a whole interesting, like sit down, relax. The universe is showing you, we got some other plans for you. So all those other plans go out the door type year. So 2022, I came in like, woohoo, recovered. Let's go. Let's get it. And I had lots of fun, lots of bubbles, lots of dancing, like all the joy and the storms, the hurricanes, those intervals and tsunamis. Still came anyway. <laughs> Didn't matter that I was like, I'm in adventure mode. It was like, mm-hmm, I still got some life for you. And I was still able to not regret a thing and enjoy it all. Just why I am very, very, very excited to have another woman who believes in integrating your life and enjoying the process, not trying to keep everything separate and act like you're two different or three or five different people for some people depending on how many hats you have, and just really immersing yourself so you can live fully as who you are meant to be in that hour of your life. And whatever the next hour brings, you game for it because the previous hour already prepared you. Okay. All right, y'all get ready. We are welcoming Becca Powers. She is incredible and super important to all of you high achieving, high techie, cerebral processing folk that are out there that need to understand that you can build these successful organizations, teams, and businesses without sacrifice. If you have a little support, a lot of guidance, and you open yourself to a different way of being. Becca, how are you today? I am fantastic now that I'm here, Nikita. I'm already like fired up. Like, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. I would love for you to just take a couple minutes and share with everyone what's pulling you forth these days, you know, through your business, through your life, wherever you want to go with it. I am so glad you asked that. So based upon everything that you shared in your opening, the first thing that I want to start off with what's pulling me in and pulling me forward of what wants to come out is that there's this whole paradigm that is available to us where success can live without sacrificing our well-being, without sacrificing our time with our family and the time for ourselves. We have learned to chase success with costs, so much cost associated to it. And I learned the hard way, which maybe or maybe not, we'll get into that. But that was like one thing that I really wanted to share. And then the second thing, and we'll take whichever path you you want to go down, is the metaphorical hats. We wear so many different hats. You said that and I was like, yes, <laughs> because I think that um, earlier in my career, so I'll just share for the audience and, and for you too. So I worked myself um to a breakdown on a bathroom floor, which almost hospitalized me. So lots of details in that, but that's what gave me this new way of thinking. Like I had to heal and I had to rise differently than the way that I went down. And so in that whole story, I learned that my power expanded 
when I didn't separate myself, when I allowed myself to be a powerful businesswoman and a really good mom and a spiritual yogi who also liked to make six figures. I am complex and I wanted a space to embrace all of it where I didn't feel polarized. And I just love that you open up with that because I still think that um, in a world where there's niches or niches, whichever one you want to say, people really like to try to pull out a persona and they do for business reasons and things like that. But I think that as the individual, we get really stuck in, in this or that, or this is my persona now, and this is my persona later. And when I dropped all of that and was just Becca, my life flowed amazingly. Yes. I got goosebumps um, as you were talking literally And especially as you wrapped it with a beautiful bow of ultimately the solution to a lot of the challenges that I was having and maybe was so booked and busy, I wasn't giving myself permission to even listen to the challenges rising up and saying, hey, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. I'm trying to get your attention. And until that moment, right, that pulls you literally and figuratively to the ground. In your case, it was on the bathroom floor, right? In my case, God knows I can count so many of them (laughs) and so many moments where I was laid prostrate and couldn't do anything but surrender. And it's a beautiful and ultimately brutal disruption to your life because you can't see or feel the beauty in it in the moment because all you feel is the pain and the brutalness of inconvenience. Like, let's be real. It is inconvenient to have any kind of breaking down of any kind, even if it's not all the way down. But when you're... I didn't have this in my schedule for right? 10 o'clock at night on a Wednesday. <laughs> Listen, you know, you. like, let me schedule that. I have no room for this crazy, these crazy thoughts in my head and the questioning and the self-doubt and the, well, why didn't this make sense? Or why didn't this work out? Like, I have no room for this. I have to book that at six o'clock. And sometimes we can actually, because women are phenomenal at compartmentalizing. It's It's a gift with a double-edged sword to it, right? Like Because we can yes. compartmentalize ourselves right into the corner that we can no longer get out by ourselves and we need support and guidance. So I honor you, Becca, for even sharing the power Thank in you. that vulnerability because it, it was very strong and I felt it in my core. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate welcome. that. With, with everything that you've experienced and gone through, I know you're you're standing up and you're showing up fully, not just for yourself, but also for all these other humans that are impacted. Like in the green room, we were talking about, you know, keynotes that you just finished and being on stage. And so that's that big way to impact people and kind of sprinkle the gems through your story and, you know, some value. And then there's the deeper way that you do in your work. I want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I I would love to. So in the bigger way of connecting with large audiences, the main thing that I try to get across is I want to offer transformation through my story. It's not about me, but it is something very, I think, beautiful about the human spirit is like how you said when we can get into our vulnerability and share it in a way that also shows our rise. I think that we in society either talk about the success or we talk about the failure. What I've experienced is you have to talk about both Mm -hmm. because in both is, is really the solution for someone else. And, um, it was really 
when I first, I, I wrote a book back in 2020 and I published it in 2021. Um, but that's where I should kind of share the story of, of me falling to the bathroom floor after powering through what I knew was wrong. If I really listened to my body mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, but it was very vulnerable to share that because I have, if I'm talking about personas, I show up as a powerful woman mm-hmm. and confidence and that's how people view me. But on the inside, I didn't feel like I had all the answers. I felt confused. There's a lot of things going on on the inside. So when I first started sharing my story, it was very vulnerable and still is to this day, but I didn't, I didn't realize what an impact it would have on other people. And even going back to keynotes this past weekend, I shared my story and I can't tell you how many women came up to me afterwards and said, I've hit the bathroom floor too, or I've hit my bed Mm -hmm. or there's some place where they either had a physical breakdown or the metaphorical, you know, bathroom floor moment. And it it brings connection because now these women and just in that event room, you know, they come up to talk to the speaker and stuff, but now there's six of them that are all like, Oh, you too, you Mm -hmm. too, you too. And then they all left together. So that was pretty cool to see. And then, you know, as far as I do the work deeper, I think that, especially when you start being visible on, on podcasts or keynoting or whatever, when you're stepping up as a thought leader, um, I, I continue to do the work. I continue to do the work. We're constantly like that onion peeling, but I think how I show up on that deeper level for myself and for the people that I, I serve through my storytelling, um, is that I continue to do the work and I try my best. I mean, I'm human, but I try my best to walk my talk. That's, those are my people, right? Like you're my people when you are willing to acknowledge that you are dope and amazing and brilliant and all the things and great accomplishments and not or, or, but, but, and I'm still learning and growing. I'm still expanding. I haven't reached my greatest, greatest because I still have more breath in my body and I'm clearly still here for another day, which could lead to more lessons and more blessing. So you being open to just knowing that it's not a, an or situation. And a lot of people, I feel like, yes. feel like, well, I'm already a master at this. I'm a master, I don't know, expert, master clinician, master personal development expert, master whatever. And what I share with people all the time without apology, and for some, it sounds really arrogant and I'll, I'll own their interpretation of it. For me, it's a reclaiming of power. When I started to understand my power first and foremost, and like really see, like, I don't have to apologize for it. I can have power being silly, right? Being, you know, silly and crazy wild. And I can have power being really serious and firm, you know, because, you know, some, some things call for seriousness and I can have power not mentioning all my degrees, certifications, licenses, and all the things. And I can have power saying I am period. And not having to add any alphabet soup or anything else in it or explain to someone why they should listen to me as a psychotherapist, a trauma specialist, a balanced relationship advisor, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, no one cares if you own your power. They don't care what you have when you help them transform. They just want to know that they can receive what they came for, even if they didn't know that that's what they came for, but they felt it. And to your point in our green one, when you were like, 
They felt it. They were like, yes, like different. Give it to me the way that I need to receive it, not the way that makes you just look ultra credible. And you walking in that tells me that you own your power, which I honor. Yes. And that's actually, you know, uh, there's every time you talk, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's three or four ways that I can answer this. <laughs> and we could probably talk for two hours and still have more the best conversations. <laughs> yes. But I want to talk about personal power because that is, you know, for, for the listeners and um, for my own story, I found my personal power on the bathroom yeah. floor. So how you were talking about like, you know, your breakdown and your brilliance or your, what, whatever I used to be. And I was like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, but on the bathroom floor, I had nowhere else to go. And you also use the word surrender. I had to surrender to change. Right. When I physically couldn't pull my, when I was so emotionally fatigued and physically fatigued that I couldn't pull myself up from the bathroom yeah. floor. I had to surrender. Yeah. Right? And I remember praying out to universe God. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I thought I knew what I was doing, but I like, this is a clear sign that I don't have the story. Right. You know? And, um, talk about vulnerability, like that admitting to yourself that you don't have all the answers yeah. was probably one of the, um, biggest things I've ever done in my life. Cause it was just me and the universe. And I had to come clean, <laughs> like, Hey, <laughs> I don't have it. And I had to ask for help. Like I need help in a very big way. I need to get off this bathroom floor. <laughs> and, you know, here's the thing that I think is really interesting. And I'm going to talk about personal power again, but when we finally surrender, I think, feel like that's the moment where we can connect with our personal power, the greatest, because in my weakest and most powerless moment, I remembered an empowering thought from three years earlier that a VP of sales had told me. And he was like, Becca, you are the CEO of your life. Mm -hmm. I was making some decision stuff, but here I am on the bathroom floor. And all of a sudden I remember that I'm the CEO of my life. And that was my lifeline. That Mm -hmm. was God universe answering like, here's the thought that's going to get you off of the bathroom floor. And I remember thinking, coming back to personal power, well, if I'm the CEO of my life, then what the hell am I doing on the bathroom floor? I've got a, I got a lot more power in this than I think I do. You know, I'm not powerless. I'm powerful. And I get the goosebumps still talking about that because I, I rose off that bathroom floor, a different woman than the one that went down. Mm, 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 mm. And we all have that in us. We do. It's, I'm very visual and I just saw the, you know, some people will know it from all the stories that we read growing up with like the Phoenix rising from the ashes. Yes. That's what I, I use that analogy a lot too, because that's what I felt like. I get the goosebumps as you said that to me, because I felt like I rose in that power. I was, I was not the same woman that went down. I was different. Did you find that when you rose and you kind of shook off the ashes and and all the things and, you know, walked in your new legs, so to speak, and got, got steady again and moved through, you know, let's say those first three to six months. Did you notice a difference in the people around you? Was there anything that, because this is often a challenge as I ask the question and give some context. I hear this a lot from women period, but especially women entrepreneurs that are shifting. They're going into another dimension of themselves and and going up 
and the, uh, the people who might have celebrated with them, played with them, not speaking clients necessarily, but just like personal or professional personal circle, they felt a strain from those people. And sometimes they would even get com- comments like, you're just different. Like something is something is different with you or, or you're so busy for me now or you don't have time for me. And they would get this pushback about their growth, which I know is a challenge for all humans when you are re- just realizing that there's other people you can also play with because that loyalty issue comes up. Like, oh no, am I being not loyal by not just talking to the same two because then I have four, you know, or whatever the fact is. But were you noticing any of that specifically after you had, you know, like that three to six months after like really owning what just happened with you? Absolutely. I would say I lost friendships. I gained friendships and fast forward almost, it's almost six years later now. I'm still losing friends as Mm -hmm. I grow. Mm -hmm. So, um, but going back to those first three to six months, I think I cried the most, but I also celebrated the most. It's a very, um, wonderful time. I, it's like messy and magical all at the same time. And I do want to share something about that is that when you rise into your personal power and you finally give yourself permission to prioritize yourself, you start to understand your energy. And I'm not just talking about on a cosmic cosmic level, cause you understand that yeah. too. But I understood that this person would drain me. Mm-hmm. This commitment would drain me. This, this is how I got to the bathroom floor. I did too many happy hours or projects or committees too many, Hey, I'll get the kids and for other moms and stuff. Like I was a yes person one, because I am very spiritual and I'm like, I like to say yes, Mm -hmm. those doors open. But what I didn't realize is that by saying so many yeses, I was really saying no to myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that as we talk about personal power and rising into it, you start protecting your space, which does cause disruption in relationships. A thousand percent. I do. I align with your story, but also everything that you just stated about all the yeses, because you're a helper, you're a healer, you're a giver, like you, you just want to lean in and support people in any way, people, places and things. Actually, we talk about projects, yes. and all the ways you can add value. For me personally, um, and this happened multiple times because I'm a rebellious human at my core. So some lessons, unfortunately, I needed to hear deeply and I didn't get it the first soft times that it was, it was given to me. And that, <laughs> right, like, you, you feel me on that? I think for me, the, the biggest, deepest lesson once I got it, one of the biggest, because there have been many, was knowing I had to make room for more no because the no was literally creating this huge, wide forest or fields for the greatest yeses that I really wanted. And all of those micro yeses that I was given to help and support, do and be, you know, all the things for everyone except me was literally telling what I believe is God. You are not ready for the yes that you really want. You don't have capacity for it. Because you're blocking it with all these micro yeses. So the big ones that, because it's always more than one, that I want to send you, that's yours. You deserve it. You've earned it. It was designed for you to show up in this room already without you even knowing the people or the pathway to it. Because I already prepared you for it. But you keep blocking 
with all these micro yeses. And for me, that was a huge shift. Um, that was one of my, you know, getting my legs under me, realizing my girl, you already got the power, but you're never going to be able to use it if you don't walk boldly in it and stop with all these yeses. So I, like, I felt oh, that in I my body. The goosebumps. Mm-hmm from head to toe. And I loved how you framed it with the micro yeses because that's exactly what happens. We end up over committing ourselves in the micro yes and our big yes doesn't have, you use the word capacity. It's, I feel like it's a trilogy. It's like time, space and capacity is not available (laughs) when you have too many micro yeses. And as an example too, going back to the book. So I've been a closet writer my entire life. Like since I was a kid, I'll write poems, song lyrics, short stories. I don't care. I love writing. I have journals. Like I have them up to the ceiling. If I (laughs) stack them on top of each other and I never gave myself time, permission, space, capacity to write as an, like now as like a mature adult, one that's raising a family and working and stuff. So that was a passion that I was denying myself that as soon as I allowed it to have a seat at the table, it required me to say no to the micro yeses. But then this big yes showed up and people were like, how do you have time for that? You work full time. You've got a side hustle. You've got kids. And I was like, I don't know. Like it's, it's important to me and it's, it's here. And then I was able to write a whole book in, in a world where that would have never been able to exist. Oh my God, Becca, your story is the perfect example for why when people challenge me on, because clearly this is balance boldly, I'm a balance and relationship advisor. So, you know, I get the pushback of like, balance is a myth. There's no such thing. And I'm like, yeah, just listen to my definition. And I say that it's admitting the truth of what you really want over the boundaries that you create so you can achieve that truth as reality. And you admit it to yourself. I want to write more. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Maybe you sought out, set out to do the book. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you're just like, I just want to have more spaciousness to write more. But that truth in and of itself created that space for you to be like, I'm making these boundaries. And guess what? I'm not going to that fifth divorce party. I'm not coming to your 16th child's baby shower. I'm not like, I will send you a gift. I will give you a love note, but I need the space to do this because this is what I want. And it fills me so that when I show up for you, I'm actually excited to see you versus annoyed that you were another commitment that I micro yes to (laughs) just trying to make you happy. (laughs) I just like enjoy the way that you're framing everything because I think it makes such sense. So for me, balance too. um, I, I agree that it it deserves a different definition. I use harmony, but very similar in the sense of, when it's a priority to you and it feels good, you're going to feel harmony inside your body. Yeah. When you are chasing balance and you feel your teeth clenching and your shoulders tightening, you're not in balance right. <laughs> at all on any level. <laughs> so you might have a balanced calendar, <laughs> but inside your body, that's not happening. And your body life. will tell you, right? Like it will mm. tell the tale, which is a whole a whole nother episode, right? Like, so clearly we, we need to do another one. Like, that's just clear. We can just put that out there right now. Like, you are coming back, okay? You are coming back. 2023 is going to see more of you trust and believe. That's right. Becca, I have to ask you, how are you giving yourself permission to pause? 
I love that question. I give myself permission to pause quite frankly, because I have to, I have learned and I share this with the listeners too, that in the pause, we are able to feel our choices. We can feel what supports us and what doesn't support us. And for me, I'm a power through or I'm a high achiever and the pause didn't even exist. Mm -hmm. So I love that you asked me permission to pause because that's exactly where it started first is that I had to give myself permission to slow down. And then once I did slow down and give myself permission to pause, I was able to make better choices. And now those choices support time, space, health, and all the, all the things. Yes. All the fun things. Oh, Mm -hmm. I love this so much. And how can everyone connect with you and find your book? All right. So We'll start with social media handles. I try to keep it easy for everybody. LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, all the same. It's at Becca Powers 1313. And my website is BeccaPowers.com. If you do forward slash harness your inner CEO, you'll find the book. Oh, nice. Well, you really did make that simple for everyone. Try to. (laughs) I like that. Simplicity is where it's at. Even when it's not easy to make yourself be simple, but you have achieved that because you're doing it. And I'm actually looking at your bio and your links and it's so powerful and organized the way everything is literally the same way. So thanks thank you for that. Becca, you have been a gift. There's no better way to say that. Thank you again for the power and your vulnerability for you carving out this time from your day and all the productivity because I will not call you busy. I will dare not use that B word with you, but just having a productive day, especially after I know the adrenaline of coming off of doing all the keynotes and the traveling and all that goes with that. So thank you so much. We appreciate you. And I'm sure that every listener here got exactly what they needed from this conversation. Thank you, Nikita, for having me. Mm. Balance Boldly listeners, I told you I was not playing. We are closing out this year, depending on where you are hearing it, because you know our podcast is always here for you. So you might be hearing this two years from the time it was recorded, but I know you know that this lesson was meant for you at whatever time you were hearing it. So I have a favor. Two quick things that I would love for you to do. One is to think right now of one person, at least one person in your ecosystem who could benefit from hearing Becca Power's story and share this episode with them. No explanations, no context. Hey, heard this. It was dope. Listen to it. That is the first. Thank you in advance for that gift to me. And the second is enjoy the balance of your day, but remember, do it boldly. 